Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to Business of Design, episode 175. What a month it has been. And as if COVID-19 is the only thing we're dealing with, of course it's not. The seeds of change are really in the air. It's an exciting time to be alive. I'm looking forward to a boring time to be alive, if I'm honest, but I also recognize that the world needs to change, and I'm happy to be part of that change for sure. Change is hard, right? If you're really locked in to a belief system or a way of behaving, a way of coping, a way of managing, it's really hard to change. For me, a transformation from a beginning interior design professional to where I am today was a tedious, slow process. And in no way, shape, or form do I expect you to be as slow as I was. That's practically impossible. In fact, I want you to use the examples of my mistakes, and I want you to hurdle right over them and pass them so you can build the best business ever. The sooner you do that, the sooner that's your motivation, the faster you're going to be able to embrace changes ahead and then reap the benefits of the rewards because change is hard, but the rewards of change can be incredibly bountiful. That's true in my business and that can be true in the world. Quick announcements from Cheryl Horn and we'll get right into the show. Hello, Cheryl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Everything here is really good. We had a huge storm last night and we lost, you know, internet and all that kind of stuff. We have a little generator that kicked in and kept part of the house running. The coffee machine was running. <laughs> that seemed really important. <laughs> That's important. What's happening yeah, at loud. Business of Design? A, a lot. We got a lot going on. Um, but I'm excited. We just got, um, last week, we just took live our next uh, webinar that we're going to be doing Control Your Money, Control Your Life. And that seemed to be a huge topic over the last couple of months. Um, so we're going to do a dedicated webinar on it. And that's coming up on July 15th. It's the first time we're doing a webinar. This is a paid webinar, by the way. We're doing it with a guest expert who's Brad Kleinard. If you heard the podcast last week, you got a little taste of what he's going to talk about. But I was really impressed with his no-nonsense, very simple approach. And again, I just have to go back and remember how much I wish I had started thinking about all of that stuff sooner and how much easier it is to get a handle on it than I ever imagined. Yeah. And you also mentioned um, last week that when you spoke with him for the podcast that he gave you some homework. Have you uh, gotten that done yet? I have it sitting beside me here. No, I actually have a meeting with a financial, one of my financial planners and uh, part of the homework involves asking them a couple of key questions. So uh, I'm definitely going to do it. Well, I hope everyone can join us. The price is $195, and again, that's July 15th. We will make the recording available to those who cannot join us live because it is 1 p.m. EST, but all the details and registration is available on the website. Head to businessofdesign.com. That's right. If you want to control your life, you need to control your money. So let's get it simplified and on one page. Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. 
Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. For independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Do you remember your very first interior design job? I remember mine. I remember it so vividly. I learned so much from that very first client. I'm going to call her Sheila. That's the nom de plume I'm going to give her for this episode. But Sheila was a friend of a friend. And she had heard I was in design school and she had a lovely home, a beautiful home. And she was looking for help. She also had young children, an infant and a toddler, which was the exact same situation as I had. So we had so many things in common and I liked her right away. I couldn't believe my luck. She was actually going to hire me. I had just finished design school. I didn't know anything about running an interior design business. Of course, I didn't know that I didn't know how to run an interior design business. So there's that. But in any case, I showed up at Sheila's house really excited, enthusiastic, and ready to go. And the first, one of the first questions anyway she asked me was, what do you charge? And I was so like unprepared to answer that. I thought I knew what I was going to charge because in design school, they told us to charge $75 an hour if you were in school. So that was the number I had in mind, $75 an hour. And yet when she asked me, I became the proverbial deer in the headlights and I panicked. And I said, well, you know, they told us $75 an hour, but you're a friend of so-and-so's and this is my very first job and I'm really excited about it. So I could do it for $50 an hour. And she stood there blankly staring at me, confused, finding the silence uncomfortable and making up a story about what her confused look meant. I rushed forward with more information and this is what came out of my mouth. You know, the truth is this is my very first job and I feel uncomfortable charging you anything. So how about this? If you buy anything, I'll take 10% on everything you buy. Otherwise, I'll just do the job so I get the experience. More awkward silence. She still looked confused. But then a little smile turned up at the corner of her lips and she began to nod. Okay, she was following now. Yes, okay, so you do the work for free, but whatever I buy, you will take a 10% commission on. Yes, I said. And she said, yes, of course. Why wouldn't she? Looking back now, I interpreted her confused look as discomfort with the number I threw out. But in hindsight, I don't actually know that that's what it was. She may have been confused because she asked me a simple question, what do you charge? And I just vomited out all this information that was unimportant. 
well, they told us when I was in school it was $75, but you know, I've only been in school a little while and you're my first job and I have a baby at home and I have no idea. So how about, you know, who, who, who wouldn't be confused by that response? And that really is a major theme of my story, making up a narrative where one didn't exist, being afraid of silence, having to fill the gap. It's similar in the television industry. Silence can be terrifying if you're the guest. Well, it can be terrifying if you're the host as well. And there's a temptation to rush in and fill that silence, which is almost always a mistake. And yet it's a mistake I made a lot, especially in those early days. I can imagine so many of you thinking right now, oh my gosh, that is ridiculous. I never did anything that stupid. All right. That hurts a little, (laughs) but I get it. But what's your version of rookie mistake? Maybe you knew enough to charge immediately with your first job. But if you're honest, do you charge for every minute you spend on the job? 99% of designers don't. Some say they do. And yet when I dig in there a little or push a little bit, I find out, oh no, there's all kinds of reasons they're not charging. In fact, I think this issue is so charged that many designers opt for a flat fee system rather than wrestle with it. Because with a flat fee, you don't actually have to consider the amount of resources you put into a project. That is really attractive, but it can also destroy profitability. Even with a flat fee, even with a value-based fee system, you still must consider the inputs, the resources, time and money. Time, how many hours does it take you to deliver that flat fee? If you're never looking at the tracking, if you're never paying attention to how much time you're spending on a project, you can't possibly know if it's profitable. You can think it's profitable, but it's a false positive. If you don't know how much money you're putting into keeping a project going, similarly, you'll be in the dark as to profitability. I meet designers who say, but I don't put any money into it. Really, do you drive to their house? Do you own a computer? Do you pay for software? I don't even want to get started on the opportunity cost. So no matter how you slice it, hourly fee or flat fee, you still need to consider your input relative to profitability. Hmm, how much faster would I have made progress and been willing to change if I had considered that sooner? Maybe you do have an hourly fee that works for you. Maybe you charge for every minute. Are you taking the lead on the project? Or are you offering your client three, four, five options, hoping she'll make a choice and therefore somehow absolving yourself of responsibility? There's all kinds of ways we keep ourselves locked into a business that isn't thriving. So just consider for a moment if there isn't something you know in your heart you need to change. Maybe it's hard to change it. I get it. But you know you need to change it. Now you can imagine how my first job went, right? Before I even tell you anything about it, you already know, right? I'd show up for meetings. The client was late. I'd show up for meetings. The client would have me wait 15 or 20 minutes while she finished feeding the baby or making a sandwich for her toddler or she was on the phone. She'll just be a minute. And 10 minutes later, so sorry, Kimberly. 
wow, it's been a crazy day. Can I get you a coffee? I'm just going to make myself a tea and then we'll get started. So somehow 25 minutes after the appointed hour, the meeting actually gets rolling. But it's interrupted, right? Little Jojo wants to watch a different program on TV. The phone rings. Oh my gosh, I forgot to take the chicken out of the freezer. Any excuse will do, and the time is paused and drags on and on. Despite a ridiculous beginning to my interior design career, I'm not a total moron most days, so I did make some changes. And I entered a new phase of business. I referred to these different phases, by the way, in the very first book I wrote called Have the Professional Life You've Always Wanted. That's volume one of Business of Design. And I wrote that book somewhere around 2007, 8, 9. It took a long time to get it launched. It finally was published in 2010. But in the book, I talk about the birth of a business, how we start out as infants, and it seems really, really hard, and then we grow into toddlers. But in fact, as with human beings... The toddler phase is fraught with challenges. Toddlers are demanding. Toddlers are ridiculous. Toddlers have more energy than their moms do, right? So the new phase, while it seemed exciting and it seemed I had made progress, was actually more problematic than phase one because now the stakes are really high. Now I'm taking money from clients and I'm dealing with trades and timelines. My responsibilities, my liabilities are increasing, but I'm ill-prepared for how to handle it all. Tragically, many interior design professionals stay in the toddler phase indefinitely. And it's only through sheer determination and persistence that they're able to hang in there year after year without really gaining the benefits of having a business that runs itself. And some people right now are asking themselves, if I'm a sole proprietor and I'm working all the time, I'm making little or no income, I have no time off, and I'm frequently dealing with unhappy clients or unhappy situations, why am I doing it? At any point in the process, you can make new rules, you can change. You're the boss. You get to make the rules, just like a parent gets to set boundaries for a child. We get so many people making inquiries about becoming a member of Business of Design, and they're very excited, but they'll say, you know, I've been in business a really long time, so I'm not sure if you can help me. The reality is, unlike a human being, there is no time limit on behaving like a toddler when you're running a business. Many businesses stay stuck in that toddler phase for decades. I personally felt a lot of shame at not being able to run my business more efficiently, more effectively after a decade. I knew I was doing something wrong. I just couldn't figure out what it was. Spoiler alert, it was everything. I was doing everything wrong. But again, change is hard. I defended my methods. I defended my procedures. I defended my behavior. And that prevented me from changing. So when it's time to change, I now know the first thing I need to do is surrender. I need to say, I'm licked. I don't know how to do this. I have to change things drastically and dramatically and immediately. Whatever I think I know needs to be put on the table and looked at again. Change is hard, but I want to tell you the rewards of being willing to change. 
And I'll do that right after this message from our sponsor. Hey, you fabulous design professional, you. I would like to tell you about article.com. Full disclosure, they're sponsoring the podcast again. We've worked with them before, and you know how picky I am about who gets to sponsor this podcast, so you know I like them. Article.com is an online-only furniture resource. I bet you're using more of those these days. If you've never been to their website, what you're going to find is a great robust catalog of furniture that really makes sense right now. Think mid-century modern meets Scandinavian simplicity. Really gorgeous stuff. They have a full professional trade program that gives me exclusive pricing and tax-exempt purchasing on everything in their catalog, which is amazing. And the article team is made up of industry professionals who really understand the complexity of the work we do and are there to assist us with product sourcing and even finding the right item at the right price for your client. I'm all for anything that makes my job easier and, of course, that makes me look good and makes my clients' homes look good. Go to bod.article.com to register. That's bodeep.article.com. You'll be glad you did. And thank you, article.com, for your support of Business of Design and the work we do here. And now, back to the show. If you're the boss and you're making terrible rules for yourself, change the rules, right? Change the rules. Change is hard. First, you have to recognize that you must change. And then, for myself... I had to bust through these ideas about things that I was not able to change, things that were impossible to change, things that you weren't allowed to change. So many of those rules, which all turned out to be ridiculous. Case in point, working hours. You can establish any working hours you want. They need to be convenient to you. So if in fact you're not a morning person, and you love sitting with a cup of coffee from 8.30 a.m. till 9.30 a.m. every morning, you could establish working hours that begin at 10 a.m. There is no rule anymore that says you have to work at 9 a.m., none at all. You could take Mondays and Fridays off and work Tuesday to Thursday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. As the boss, you have that right. You owe no one an explanation, and clients will work within the parameters you give them. That's what I've discovered. For so long, I thought I had to bend myself into a pretzel to accommodate people. Now I realize, no, I can say, this is what I have available, and then they'll look at their calendar and see what makes the most sense. So work hours, yeah, you can establish those. How about this idea? You can charge for the time it takes to get satisfaction around deficiencies. So think about that. So many designers I know say they don't charge clients for the time it takes to correct issues, when in fact, there's a huge amount of time and effort that goes into that. We're all at home right now because of COVID-19, right? And ordering a lot more online, at least I am. Sometimes the things that arrive aren't correct or they're broken, what a bother it is. I have to pack it back up, take photos, do whatever documentation is required, get it back to the post office, etc. That all takes time. 
Can you imagine Amazon saying, oh, I tell you what, it's not fair. It's not your fault. So we're going to send a representative to your house and they are going to do all of that and we're not going to charge for that service. No, that's a reality of the world we live in, that often things we order are broken or damaged. It's tragic, but it is true. Charging for the correction of deficiencies, whether you have an hourly fee contract or a flat fee contract is really important. If you have a flat fee contract, then you want to make sure you allow for it in there. But one thing you can't do is take care of deficiencies indefinitely for no money. It's possible to create project minimums. You could establish a new rule right now today that you'll take no job that has a budget of less than $50,000. I know that's scary. Someone's going to phone your office and you're going to say, what's the budget? And they're going to say $20,000. And if you're anything like me, you're thinking, I'm going to lose this job, right? The reality is you don't know that. It's kind of like me making up a story for my first client because she looked at me confused. She might've been thinking, wow, $75 an hour. That's cheap. I better grab this before she changes her mind, right? We don't know what the other person is thinking. So in that situation, the client who phones my office who says their budget is $20,000, I have an opportunity to educate them about what a project really costs and say, you know, in our office, the minimum is $50,000 and here's why. I would venture to guess that at least half of the people who phone would say, okay, well, that seems okay. Because the truth is clients just don't know what to say when we ask them that on the phone. You can establish a minimum. And then if you want to be creative with pricing, absolutely. Okay, so the client might say, my budget for this family room is $20,000. However, next year, I'm also going to do the kitchen. And if you want at that point, you could say, I'll sign a contract for both of those projects now. We'll execute them separately. That's your call. But you can set parameters. Here's another idea. You could say that you don't do any projects where you have to incorporate existing furniture because in your experience, it never ultimately makes the client happy, that you want to start from scratch. I know, that seems impossible. How could I do that? You could do that. You absolutely could do that. You might establish a rule that says you only work with your trusted team of trades, manufacturers, and suppliers. In other words, I have an A-team. I want to work with them. If that doesn't work for you, you should work with someone else. You can create any kind of pricing model you like. It could be a hybrid, a flat fee at the beginning, hourly fee contract at the end, or anything in between. I love my pricing models. They work for me, and I love my flat fee model. It works really well. I have the confidence to enforce it and make sure that meetings don't run long because it's a flat fee contract, but I definitely didn't have that at the beginning. You're the boss. You never, ever have to discuss costs with a client, ever, because that's none of the client's business. You're the business owner. Your business is costs. The client's business is price. You wouldn't go into an ice cream store and say, well, I don't understand. How did you arrive at $3 for a scoop of ice cream? Sugar's only $2.99 a pound, and you only needed two tablespoons. Cost is something owners worry about. Price is something clients worry about. So with a flat fee contract, for example, when a client says to me, but how many hours is it going to take you? What does it cost? My answer 
is a standard response. It's going to cost less than the price I'm selling it for. And that's because I'm in the business of being profitable. Let me tell you about the value you'll be purchasing. And then I can go on to describe Friday nights, seated around that outdoor fire pit with family and friends, the barbecue conveniently located nearby, gorgeous plants in the garden, a beautiful pathway with uplit lighting so guests can find their way easily into the house to use the powder room. Cost is something I worry about as a business owner, but it's not something clients need to worry about. If you want to know what needs to change, sit down for 15 minutes and look at the last three projects you did. Uncover in your mind any moment of discomfort, any pain point, and there you have it. That's probably where you need to make a change. Human beings have an incredible capacity to deal with ongoing, low-level pain. I sure do. I can stay stuck in a problem forever. I can tell myself I'm too busy to deal with that now. Don't worry, it won't happen again. It will happen again. I promise it will happen again. I guarantee it will happen again. For me, one of the big indications that I had really made it and had transformed my business had to do with being able to take time off. During any month, almost without exception, I could decide that I need an extra few days off or a week off. I could throw everybody else in the office into a complete tailspin by doing that. I can say, I'm going to take next week off. (gasps) Oh my gosh, that means somebody else has to do the following eight things that are on my calendar. I'm the boss. I can do that. Even better, when you do that and nothing goes crazy, nothing goes wonky because you have people around you who do the heavy lifting and you pay them to do that and it's a really great working relationship. That's the best. Change might be hard, but staying stuck is infinitely more difficult. There are so many benefits from taking inventory of your business and your life evaluating what's working and what isn't working, and then being determined to make a change so you never have to deal with that again, ever. Business of Design would love to be part of your motivation to keep your business moving forward. We get so much out of your support and the knowledge you share with us and with the community. We can't thank you enough, but we're going to try. We're going to try by introducing some of our own changes very exciting stuff happening in the fall, a new level of membership for Business of Design members who really have a level of success and hunger to reach that next level. New learning paths to make it easy for anyone who's new to jump into the flow and transform their business. Beautiful, big, bold, exciting changes. But one thing that will never change our commitment to you guys. Stay healthy, stay well, be bold, make a change. Let's do this. See you next time. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. 
And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.